May 16th is a big day for Jacob Goda. On that day, he will wear his school's navy blue caps and gowns and gather with the rest of the St. Mary's class of 21 in the school gymnasium for a COVID-friendly graduation ceremony. He'll walk across the stage, receive his diploma, attend the senior class party. His mom, Amy, has already promised she'll cry. Graduation day is monumental for many people. It communicates coming of age transitions, bittersweet goodbyes, bright futures, and hard-earned accomplishments. But for Jacob and his family in particular, this day will memorialize the impossible because on May 16th, Jacob is graduating and he has Down syndrome. This is his mother, Amy. It's kind of surreal. I don't think four or five years ago when he was in middle school, if you would have asked us what it would be like to see him graduating from SMCC, I don't know that at that point, we would have even thought of it as a possibility. Four years ago, Jacob was in a classroom for cognitively impaired students in one of Monroe's public schools. While his gen ed peers roamed hallways, bounced around different classrooms, worked with many different teachers, he was relegated to the one classroom where he spent most of his day. Unlike his elementary school experience, where he was learning with the mainstream student body, He was isolated from the general population, and he felt it. As a fiercely social person, this setup, far from helping him succeed, was hindering his progress. What he wanted, more than anything in the world, was to be a St. Mary's Falcon. His parents were both graduates of the school, his brother and his sister. Nearly everyone at their church came out of St. Mary's. He was the football team's most fierce fan, but having Down syndrome, Catholic school was never really an option. That is, until he and his parents made it an option. This is the story of the St. Andre Bassett Open Door Inclusion Program at St. Mary's Catholic High School in Monroe, Michigan, and its very first graduate. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. This episode is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Learn how you belong here at www.alliancecatholic.com. The routine is always the same. After six hour gym, Jacob stops by his locker to grab the water bottle his mom sent him with and a couple of books. Zach Patterson, the popular captain of the football team and pitcher for the baseball team, swipes his water bottle and runs down the hall with it laughing. A chase ensues. So I'll steal his water bottle and then he'll kind of like chase after me and um, get his water bottle back. And then we kind of just have like fun little games between ourselves. This isn't some nightmarish captain of the football team bullying trope. This is the jovial back and forth of two friends who spend a lot of time together. Zach is Jacob's seventh hour social justice class peer mentor. Peer mentors are the students who assist St. Mary students with intellectual disabilities with their coursework as part of the school's recently founded St. Andre Bassett inclusion program. So a peer mentor is a, is a fellow student who works with um, a student who has a disability or, or um, can't necessarily handle what um, a normal student would in a classroom. And so they put um, a, a student with uh with that student with a disability to kind of help them around the classroom and around, um, you know, uh, homework and the normal classwork uh, that you would get in a classroom at SMCC. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just, we kind of um, translate to the student maybe what the teacher is saying so that they can understand better. 
and then um, relate back to home so that the student's parent can kind of guide them along further when they get home. The Peer Mentor Program is an integral part of the Inclusion Program. Kyle McElvaney, the director of the program, recruits and oversees the peer mentors and instructs the inclusion students. The goal is for them to spend, as they get progressed through their high school years, to spend less hours with me. Because obviously the goal is for them to be more independent. Um, They may start out with me two to three hours a day, depending on their needs and where their academic deficits are. And then by the end, they may only spend an hour with me a day. They're in the regular classes with, you know, their typical peers. Um, Most of the time, they're with them at least five of the seven hours of the day. Now, they may have a modified assignment. And instead of, you know, say, remembering 10 different things, they may only be required to remember five different concepts. But we still push them. And we, we really don't let them use their disability as an excuse. Kyle, who is also the football coach, coaches his inclusion students toward graduation with the same emboldening confidence he does his football players heading into a game. When they graduate in May of their senior year, I want them ready for the real world. You know, and whatever those and whatever those weaknesses may be for them, we want to turn those into strengths. This is exactly what the Godas wanted for their son, for someone to see the potential in Jacob that they saw every day. For people to appreciate and see his differences as an asset, not a deficiency. This is Amy. Um, So through elementary school, Jacob was mainstream. And then around middle school, we changed him into what in Monroe County, they call a community-based education program, which is intermediate school district classroom within the school building. They still uh, participate with the gen ed kids for you know classes that they do really well in uh for what they would consider to be like your extracurricular classes music gym art computers um and then upon entering high school we had switched them into what's called a MOSI classroom which is a moderately cognitively impaired classroom and with that he was pretty much in just that classroom all day long he was no longer seeing his, you know, general ed peers. And after having been mainstreamed and in gen ed for so long, it was really difficult for him to feel so isolated from the general population. He's a very social, social boy, and and he's a very smart boy. And, and we found that being isolated in a Mosai classroom was not best for him. So we, we sought other opportunities. But living in a largely rural area like Monroe, there weren't many opportunities. What's more, the Godas wanted to be able to give Jacob a Catholic education. But there were only 15 Catholic inclusion programs in the U.S. and none of them in Michigan. The Godas had sent their first two children to their alma mater, St. Mary's Catholic High School in Monroe. The family were passionate Falcons. They went to all the football games, served on the school board. They loved the tight-knit community, and they wanted to be able to share that world with Jacob. This is Steve. And so so Amy and I just talked about it, and um, obviously with our other two students going, other two children going through their through SMCC as students, we, we have very good close ties with the school and, and the, the administration. And um, you know, we approached them with the idea of, of, of possibly um, 
finding a way that Jacob could go there. Sean Jorgensen, the, the president, um, had said that that had been a long-time goal of the school to, to evolve to that point. They had spent a lot of time and effort with with other kids that had learning needs but not gone the full step of, of doing an inclusion program. And, and Sean was, was great. He said, you know, sometimes you just need to take a leap of faith and jump in whether you're ready or not. They jumped in feet first. The Godas had approached the administration with the idea in June. And by August, the program director, Kyle McElhaney, was hired. The peer mentor program was set up and the school was ready for Jacob Goda. For Jason Linster, the principal, this was just another part of living out the school's mission. We kind of felt that, you know, if we wanted to be a truly inclusive school, that we need to take that next step and, and bring students like Jacob into our building. What we want to provide for Jacob is that we want to provide a Christ-centered learning environment for, for students with, um, with special needs. There weren't really any schools around there doing that, and it was something that the president of school, Sean Jorgens, and I had talked about kind of in passing, and then we, had, um, we were approached by um, a family. Um, who was willing to help us start that. And we had, we had Jacob, as someone whose older siblings were alums of our school, whose parents were alums of our school, kind of waiting in the wings for that opportunity. So we were able to bring Jacob in and provide Jacob with, with you know, he wanted to be a Falcon. And he wanted to be part of our, you know, part of our family. And, you know, that's the biggest thing is, is you know, if we are truly a Catholic school, and in, in, the, in the Catholic is universal, term, you know, definition of the word, then, we need to be providing opportunities for, for those students. In 2018, Jacob Goda donned the St. Mary's Navy uniform and walked through the same doors as his siblings and parents before. If he was nervous at all, he didn't show it. He quickly got a reputation for being the school's biggest social butterfly. This is Zach. He wants to be friends with everyone. And um, it's just like, it's really great the way that uh, he interacts with the whole school. Um, Whenever anyone says hi to him in the hallway, he always says hi back. He's always um, he's always walking around with new people. The friendships that he has with some of his some of his peer mentors are really important, and the friendships we he has with other fellow students. The joy that he brings to this school is unmatched, and it's every day. At St. Mary's, Jacob was like a fish in water. He went to football games and cheered for the friends he knew by name. He went to the school dances. He sat in the same classes as his peers. He managed the girls' baseball team. He joined the bowling team and received his letter jacket. This is Jacob. I like when um, we, we walked, we walked to classes and like, so I'm a manager of the softball team. Mm -hmm. and it's a great opportunity for me to work with those girls. They're great girls, great teammates, great friends. And um, they ha I did point too, but um, I decided to quit because my family is more important to me than bowling. <laughs> and it's I was better with my family well, more bowling because um, bowling put me up in a lot of in a lot of effort, and I might be with my family more than bowling. And I got my foster letter in bowling, 
I got my fucking jacket, and it's a, it's a great jacket, but I don't wear it a lot because it, it hunches up on my neck and messes up my hair. And yeah. In his first year, he was spending several hours a day with Kyle, learning how to tell time on an analog clock and other more basic lessons. By his third year, Jacob spent most of his day with peer mentors in mainstream classes. Jacob's favorite class was yearbook with Nancy Masuda. Like, um, I do like add names and do the all of, um, taking taking pictures of the team and um any names and um I need to like um take pictures of them a lot and it's a great opportunity for me to be a part of that and it's a great it's a great class. My favorite teacher in there is Nancy Masuda because she's like the best teacher. This is Nancy. And initially, um, he had the superpower of everybody wanted to talk to Jacob. So we sent him along on all of the interviews. And he was really great at getting people to open up. Um, From there, his role expanded where he became a really good photographer. Um, He started off having problems with um, the fine motor skills uh, to be able to take a photo. But we put his camera on a tripod and we immediately had magic. Um, He took some really great photographs. Um, One of the girls, Allison Pinkelman, um, who is our yearbook editor and Jacob's best friend, started having Jacob do some work within the yearbook itself and he was able to cut out photos and last year we had a lot of photos that we cut out and Jacob was responsible for all of those cutouts. This year we've actually moved him into a really unique role where he is able to um, work with other students on the yearbook staff and actually help them in constructing their story. The Godas were immensely thankful to give this opportunity to their son. His flourishing was not so much a surprise as a blessing hard-earned through their persistent advocating for him. Um, I think he's, he's really gained confidence in, in, in himself and, and really, you know, developed his, his social skills even more. He's, he's always been a social kid, but, but really putting him in the environment with, with peers and having him go to regular classes with peer mentors and, and work through homework assignments and follow up with, with, with his peers and, and things he's doing well and things he can work on. I think that has really helped develop him, um, his social skills, but also given him confidence that he can do, he can do a lot of things that, that, um, that everyone else can do as well. I think he's really blossomed into an amazing young man. This blossoming did not come as a surprise to the Godas. They knew their son, they knew his potential, and they were confident that they could help see him through any academic obstacle. What they had less control over was how the student body would receive Jacob and how they would treat him. They could hope, of course, and pray, but the resulting transformation that overtook the students, teachers, and administration, that is something they couldn't begin to dream up. Nancy got to witness the effect Jacob had on the student body right from the beginning. 
Um, initially, I think that um, our students were just a little bit um, unsure of what to expect from somebody that they viewed as different. And as they got to know the inclusion students, I think that I, I'm confident that they know that these, these students are very much um, of the same mindset that they are. And they don't think of them as being um, different. They're not put off by them. Um, if they would see somebody in the grocery store who um, might have Down syndrome, um, they are not going to be put off by them at all. Um, they would be just as comfortable around them. Um, and that is a great skill for everyone. This is Principal Linster. I think it's preparing them for what the real world looks like. Um, you know, Monroe is kind of a small town. And um, so when we can, ha you know, create a more diverse classroom situation for, for a student, um, it's the better for their personal growth. Um, so I think, and again, the teaching a student empathy, um, compassion, all those things are very important. Um, and just teaching them that, you know, that as, as Catholics, we should, we should be wel welcoming to everyone. This is Zach describing what the school would be like without Jacob. School would be boring. It would not be fun. I look forward to my seventh hour class a lot more than I, than I think I would do. Because social justice at SMCC is actually, it's a pretty difficult class. And having Jacob to be there, it makes it one of those classes that I don't dread. So having Jacob around at CC definitely makes, definitely makes it a better place to be around. It's really, it's kind of a beautiful thing. He's always making people smile and making people laugh. He has a lot to offer that, that I never really realized before I had him in the classroom. Here's Kyle. I'm trying to say this without sounding selfish, but it's made my job enjoyable. I mean, I see Jacob at 7.15, 7.30 a.m. every morning, you know, during the week. And it's, uh, no matter how bad of a day you've had or how bad a weekend you had, you can't help but smile when students like these come in your room and they just want to talk to you and learn and hear about your family and and then to watch their progress over the years and see them grow it's it's very reward rewarding um i think he's just one of those people that come into your life and you're very blessed that he does because he's changed my life for the better here's nancy well, I would say that quite honestly, Jacob has taught me quite a bit about life. One of the first things that he said to me, um, and I don't recall the exact situation, but um, I think that I was, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, I really wish maybe I was younger or I really wish that I was faster or I somehow was wishing that I would be different. And he said, Mrs. Masuda, you have to be you. And I have um, said that to so many people who have said, gosh, I want to be just like you when I grow up. No, you don't want to be just like me. You want to be you. And um, saying that to adolescents, um, they are fine that God made them perfect. And um, to follow whatever it is that, that God wants of them. So those are the things that I'm going to take with me for the rest of my life that Jacob has 
has inspired me. That lesson is pretty critical for all teenagers in a phase when self-confidence is particularly lacking. But Jacob taught that lesson most profoundly to the inclusion students who followed in his path. Since the program was founded three years ago, four other inclusion students have joined and learned from Jacob's witness. Everyone involved refers to Jacob as the program's trailblazer. He was the big old heart that barreled through the halls of the school, dismantling supposed myths of Down syndrome. He melted the hearts of everyone around him and nursed a capacity of openness for future students like himself. Jacob's family hopes his witness will serve an even broader community. Here's Amy explaining. You know, when we were expecting Jacob, we were given the choice to find out whether or not he did have Down syndrome and whether or not we would want to terminate that. And I just always feel like there's going to be someone out there somewhere who has come in contact with Jacob, who is going to be faced with the same choice. And they won't think twice because they, they'll be, I, I knew a kid in high school who had Down syndrome. His name was Jacob Goda. He was amazing. This is going to be great. Greatness was all Amy had on her mind when she held the wriggling ball of joy that was her newborn Jacob. It's safe to say she couldn't have envisioned May 16th, her son graduating from the same school she did. She wouldn't have pictured a future University of Toledo student. She couldn't have pictured the dozen of future inclusion students who would follow in his path. But she knew she was holding someone great. And she was absolutely right about that. What do you think, Jacob? What's next for you? Well, um, my future is great bright. And it's great program I got to do and I, I, I can't wait for it to graduate and move on with my life. Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the communications department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Learn how you belong here at www.alliancecatholic.com.